From BYU Broadcasting's Performance Studio, this is Highway 89. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. It's a singer-songwriter show tonight with Emily B., a young performer from Salt Lake City, Utah. It's just Emily B. and her guitar. And her piano. And her ukulele. <laughs> this should be fun. And we've got lots of music, lots to talk about. Emily may be young, but she's a busy gal with her own YouTube channel. She's open for some pretty big acts like A Great Big World, Tyrone Wells, Danny Goki, Jason Castro. Her first two albums are Love Affair from 2012 and Bench for Two from 2014. She's in the studio right now working on a new full-length album and we'll get to preview some of those songs tonight for the very first time. Emily says inspiration comes from everywhere. She discovers ideas for new songs by what people say as they pass her by, what she reads, sees in movies, and personal experiences. We'll talk about that, but let's start right now. Emily and her guitar from the album Bench for Two. This is Mr. Jones. Did you see Mr. Jones as he walked the street tonight? The way he whistles as he walks and the way he talks is a sight. I remember when I met him when we were young and free. Oh, he moved in next door and came over inside to me. Said tonight is the night I'll fall for you. Always we travel on our way on this, on this journey to the moon. And then we fell deep in love, though we didn't talk too much. We were two shy kids, far too young to know about love. We would walk through the park with nothing to say until you popped up on my computer screen and said, "Hey, hey, tonight is the night I'll fall for you." Always we travel on our way on this, on this journey to the moon, oh, the moon. And then we go up rolls and now, but we still look back, remember how we met and fell in Tonight is the night I'll fall for you Who is we travel on our way on this On this journey to the moon oh, The moon Mr. Joe
That's Mr. Jones. We're listening to Emily B. from her 2012 album called Bench for Two. Uh, I like that. That's a nice bookend for me and Mrs. Jones, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Emily, how are you? I'm good. How are you? So good. I'm so glad you're here to sing Thank for us. You. you know, that song can mean it's open to a lot of interpretation, but I was very excited to hear you wrote it about your fourth grade teacher. Yes, my fourth grade crush, actually. Crush, yes. crush. Oh, crush. Crush. Not so Mr. Jones teacher. might have been a fourth grade. It's kind of a sneaky way to not say his first name, but his, <laughs> his last name actually is Jones, so I didn't want to give away the whole identity. So a lot of people think it's that song. I don't even know who it's by, Counting Crows or something. But no, that's my fourth grade crush. <laughs> and how long after that before you wrote the song? That I wrote that song probably two or three years ago, so... Several years Time after fourth grade. So I actually ended up telling him about it, and he thought it was kind of funny. But. That's so great, because they say, they say if people can really remember their childhood, they'll have an endless mine of, of stuff to write yeah. about. Oh, it's, it's great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, talk to me about instruments. You started with piano lessons. How mm -hmm. did that go? So my mom was a very big musical person growing up in her family and just made that kind of a priority in my family as well. And so I think as a lot of families, I grew up just beginning with piano. And I definitely was not in love with it when I first began and I took from more of a classical teacher so we did more of that kind of piano lessons and you know just kind of was grumpy about it but stuck through it and kind of when I got a little bit older she just made us do it through the summer but I started to take from a more songwriting teacher when I got older about mm. a sophomore in high school but I've always kept with piano but I think I'm I'm really grateful I did actually just start with piano just because I think it's the basis to everything and I don't know. It's been fun. I'm but you kind of picked up guitar on your uh -huh. own. Yeah. When I was in eighth grade, I my sister had a guitar, and I really wanted to learn how to play it. And so I was actually taking mandolin lessons at the time, and he also taught guitar. But I would take the music that he gave me when he would write out the tabs for my mandolin, and I took this little deck of cards that had guitar chords on it and then matched them up with the chords on my mandolin music and ended up teaching myself how to play guitar. And nice. It's been super fun. And then just added ukulele in, because mm -hmm. why not? Ukulele was a sophomore in high school and just wanted to, you know, learn another thing. So I was always in that cycle of just wanting to learn more and more and more instruments. So now you've got a nice Martin guitar. Uh -huh. And I heard you worked for this one. I did have to work for that one. My dad was very nice to help me out with it. And then I um, threw out a lot of my albums and stuff, just paid him back. And I think actually my guitar was more just work paying him back for it. But yeah, it's <laughs> such a special one. So you're working on a brand new album, but the last one, Bench for Two, it was a full album, mm -hmm. 11 songs mm -hmm. on it. And as we read some of your blog entries, crying is a theme. Yeah. It's not always like sobbing and sadness. Sometimes yeah. it's crying for happiness. Yeah, yeah. And so, so you, get your, you get this album, you put it on, and yeah. you cried a lot, cried. you say. I just, I just cry. It's not a rare moment, not that I'm just super emotionally unstable, but, you know, when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when, I don't know, just life, just just cry, all things. Really that might weird. help to be an yeah. artist, have your heart on yeah. your sleeve just a oh, little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's definitely there, for sure. <laughs> then two years later, uh, you recorded Bench for Two, and... Tell us about this song we're going to hear in just a minute called Forfeit. Forfeit. That is a brand new one I wrote last fall, so a couple months ago. Um, it was kind of about a time I was dating someone and kind of was in a relationship where it was kind of veering towards the end, just kind of fading out. And I found myself hanging on to this person and 
as I looked back on it when I wrote this song, it was just kind of silly to find myself like, why did I hold on to this person when, you know, he clearly didn't care about me. And, you know, I think the moral of the whole story is that we're all worth fighting for. And, you know, we shouldn't have to fight for somebody who doesn't care about us, who doesn't love us. Um, and that, yeah, just not to fight for people that don't make us feel special and don't care for us in that way. So that's nice. kind well, of where it all came from. Let's hear this new one. This is called Forfeit. Uh, Emily and her guitar here. This is a piece that's never been recorded or released, so we're glad to bring it to you here on Highway 89. Answering that age-old question, we have all been there. Why am I stuck on this person who is not stuck even a little bit on me? I said one more fight, one more fall for you. But it seems like one more always turns into A thousand more where I pushed you hard Broken down in pieces on the ground Where I'm waiting for a call from you But you lose my forfeit, forfeit For never showing up, you know I can see it Did I ever fight for you? You said one more chance is all you're gonna need But it seems like one more always turned on me And left me blind cause you're Playing games, breaking rules I don't know what's the truth But all I can hear is crowds Shouting loud All the telling
Forfeit live from Studio 6 here at BYU Broadcasting from Emily B. I should mention B is not your, an initial, and it's not Buzzy B. It's B-E-A, mm-hmm. Emily B, if you want to look her up on YouTube. And uh, <laughs> I really like this. You talked about, you blogged years ago about this great moment. You're getting a pedicure. And the lady says, well, what did you do last <laughs> night? Well, you finished the story. Okay, yeah. So I had played at a restaurant just doing a small little gig. And the next morning, my family and sisters and I, we went to go get a pedicure at this local place we usually go to. And they just chit-chat when you have a pedicure. The ladies just try and talk to you about your life. And she was asking me about my weekend and what I did. And I was just telling her that I'm a musician and that I had a show last night at Wingers, I think it was. And she's like, that was you? And... We were just kind of like, well, you know, the small world, but it was super random and kind of funny that my pedicure lady was, was it my show? So. Nice, nice. <laughs> now, something we've noticed that your family is really important to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, You have three siblings who all played instruments growing mm-hmm. up. And this next thing, I hope you don't mind my asking, but it's about your the, the first song that your dad remembers you writing. I thought this was really touching. Mm-hmm. He said, the first song I remember her writing and singing to me was about her twin sister who passed away when she was a baby. The song was called, Wow, I Really Love You. It yeah. completely floored me. Do you, can you remember writing that? Yeah. That's honestly, I mean, I've written a lot of songs, and I don't remember the process to a lot of them, but mm-hmm. that one I remember very well. So. Well, and it was that you thought, well, I should. I feel this. I should make a song out of it. Or what? What made you decide it would be a song? Whatever feeling you had. Um, I I remember it was a Sunday, and you know my sister is a big part of my life. And you know though I didn't get to grow up with her, she's always and forever will be a big part of me. And you know there will be times when I'm doing great, and then there will be other days I'll just kind of break down and just really miss her. And I remember the specific Sunday. It was actually in between the conferences, and I just was feeling a little lonely and a little sad and I had recently it was after I learned how to play guitar and using the most cliche chord progression I knew I just you know tried to write something I never written anything before and it was a really cool experience I I wrote it probably in like 10 minutes and that's very unheard of now as a songwriter I feel like it takes me forever but it was a really cool experience that I remember with a lot of emotions in it and um, I'm grateful for it because it started kind of who I am today is where I'm at. But. Well, you know, that's really what music is for, saying what words can't say alone oh, yeah. or we wouldn't need the song. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. Your dad, after that, wrote, it completely f- floored me from that experience. I knew she had potential to do something great <laughs> with your music. And he has been. Is he your biggest fan? He is my biggest fan. He is my main roadie. He comes with me everywhere, <laughs> everywhere we go, and I love him being there. So. And we should mention, give yes. him credit, he's here today, too. He is here today. In studio, so good for him. Now, uh, you, he said, I, I initially helped out financially to get her on her feet, but she's been able through album sales and shows to pay me back and make some money. She books her own shows, spends a lot of time. Because the music business, there is a business part. Yes. <laughs> I think you've made is. him pretty proud by taking over that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> also, you jam with your brother, and 
you can go to YouTube. Is this on your channel? You, the two of you doing Paula Abdul straight up. It is on YouTube. <laughs> yes. I, I try and get him to come perform with me anytime. I am a proud sister. I feel like a mom every time I talk about him because I, I love him. But he's very talented. And so I remember that specific song. Someone had requested me to do a cover of it. Uh -huh. So I wanted to invite him up. And he hates playing it now. He's kind of silly that way. But so did you both do the dancing? Oh, me, I, I do not dance. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> he could per be better than uh, me, though. Personally, I thought the dancing was a little stronger than the music <laughs> in that song. Yeah, but probably. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah. let's let you head over to the piano now. We're going to hear a song called Corner With Me. This is from Emily B.'s second album called Bench for Two. I found love at the corner main street in line With a pocket full of buttons and one shoelace untied When I looked down and thought, see a penny pick it up Just as I reached down, something caught me by surprise he bent down to pick up the same coin as I Not knowing what to do, we played a game of rock, paper, scissors When life knows your chances, you gotta go with it You gotta run with it, because you, you never know what you'll find Until fate stops on it Makes you sure of it And then the, the next thing you know You're on the corner with me I gave him the penny And he walked away from me I hopped in a taxi And drove down the street A flat tire stopped me in front of a wishing well When life knows your chances You gotta go with it You gotta run with it Because you, you never know what you'll find Until fate stops on it Which makes you sure of it And then the, the next thing you know You're on the corner with me And this time Although in a time, the reflection that I see is you. When life throws your chances, you gotta go with it, you gotta roll with it, because you, you never know what you'll find until fate stops on
That's Corner with me, Emily B. The trouble with having really good artists here on Highway 89 is it sounds like we're talking and then spinning their records. But it's Highway 89, so it's all live, performed right here in our performance studio. We're going to hear one more song here. Uh, we, we like this uh, note from one fan after listening to one of Emily B's songs on YouTube. Uh, her response was, well, that was super duper fantastic. <laughs> but that was a good, pretty good review. We're going to hear another one while Emily's at the piano, a cover of a song by the Canadian artist Ruth B. Here is Emily B. and Lost Boy. <laughs> time when I was alone, nowhere to go and no place to call home. My only friend was a man in the moon, and even sometimes he would go away too. Then one night as I closed my eyes, I saw a shadow flying high. He came to me with the sweetest smile, told me you wanted to talk for a while. He said, Peter Pan, that's what they call me. I promise that you'll never be lonely and ever since that day. I am a lost boy from Neverland, usually hanging out with Peter Pan And when we're born we play in the woods Always on the run from Captain Hook But I'm a boy They say to me Away from all of reality Neverland is home to lost boys like me Lost boys like me are free. Neverland is home to lost boys like me, and lost boys like me are free. He sprinkled me in pixie dust and told me to believe, believe in him and believe in me. Together we will fly away in a cloud of green to your beautiful destiny. Or above a town that never loved me I realized I finally had a family And soon enough we reached Neverland And peacefully my feet hit the sand And ever since that day I am a lost boy from Neverland Usually hanging out Peter Pan And when we're born we play in the woods Always on the run from Captain Hook Run, run, lost boy They say to me Away from all of reality Neverland is home to lost boys like me and lost boys like me are free. Neverland is home to lost boys like me. And lost boys like me are free. Peter Pan, Tinkle Bell, Wendy, darling. Even Captain Hook, you are my perfect storybook. Neverland, I love you so. You are now my home, so you're home forever. A lost boy at last. 
That's Lost Boy, Emily B. Live in our broadcast studio. Just her and the piano. Emily, I have to ask you, uh, you mentioned writing one song in about 10 minutes, that first one we mm-hmm. talked about, but you said, but usually it's a lot longer. Yeah. How much longer? Um, well, like maybe what's the longest ever you've labored on it? I'm uh, sure a couple months. I can't think uh-huh. of an exact one. I think in the beginning it was just such a new experience and a new process that I wasn't as picky and it was just kind of like, oh yeah, that sounds good, go with it. Um, and I think now just the more that I've written songs, I have this picture in my head of the way that I want it to be and the way that I want it to sound. And when it's not exactly that, I'll just kind of drill it myself and wait forever until I find it. I've become very picky with lyrics. I think I want to make it in this. So when you're working on a piece and kind of Mm -hmm. into it, do you lose track of time? Yes and no. I think when I get frustrated, I just quit. I shouldn't (laughs) do that, but I, I have really great great desire and everything to write it in one day and then I'll get frustrated when it doesn't come but yeah it just depends on the day depends on the song I'd say you had a really big songwriting challenge not too long ago the song is Crash Mm -hmm. and it's part of I guess it's it's a PSA you'd say Mm -hmm. it's about not texting and driving because that's such a big problem hundreds of people uh, across the nation but even just here in Utah it's like almost 300 a couple years ago, and it's getting back up there again this year. So what did they tell you that they wanted in a song for the video they were making about this? They, When they approached me, they just approached me with the idea and kind of what they wanted to portray. They kind of left it up to me is what I wanted to kind of paint the picture. They had a couple ideas, and they had written something, and we discussed things, but ultimately... I kind of just went with it. I kind of not necessarily ignored what they were saying, but just I felt that with such a heavy emotional topic that it needed to kind of feel and um, have a certain message to it. And it's a but, nice duet, too, because mm-hmm. it's a song about a couple. I yeah. like hearing the two voices. Uh-huh. How, how does he does he say Yehosh? Is that his Yehosh, first name? Uh-huh. Bonner? Uh-huh. Yeah, both of you, nice voices, Thank very you. distinctive, different, but they go well together. Thank you. Yeah. So what kind of response have you had from that? I haven't kept up. I know that there was, it was kind of for a video contest and mm-hmm. I don't even know. I haven't, I've kind of like, haven't heard a lot of what it has been going on with it, but we've had a pretty good response. We shared it on Facebook originally when we released yeah. it and it had a really good response from that. A lot of views, a lot of shares and good responses, I would so say. So people could so. find that on YouTube, on uh-huh. your channel. Uh-huh. And the song is Crash. Uh-huh. Okay, a little happier song here. And I, I like this song. Uh, I, I want to ha- have you tell me about this one. This is uh, one inspired by your 
by your great grandma. Yes. And the reason I want to ask about this is because it's a, a circumstance where just a passing line yeah. turned in. So tell mm-hmm. us about this. So I had the opportunity to get to know my great grandparents before they passed away. And they lived in Idaho. And so when we were. At the time when this line came about, my great-grandpa had already passed away, and so we were visiting my grandma. And when we were there, we asked, we're just getting to know my grandma and just talking to her, and we asked her if she would tell us the story of how her and my grandpa met. And, mm. you know, she was pretty pretty old in her 90s and just had this cutest little scratchy voice. And she said that they met at a church dance, and he asked her to dance with her and with him, and they just danced throughout the night. And... She went on to say that all it took was a dance to know that I liked him and wanted to dance with him the rest of my life. And I remember when we heard that, we were just like crying. It was just so cute. <laughs> and I remember, I think I was 16 at the time, and I told myself I would write a song about that. And finally did a couple months ago, so years later. But it's one of my very favorites. So Good. I, I like one thing uh, that, that you said in writing about this. My grand, great-grandma Lila, who had red hair just like me, that just paints such a great picture. Here is Emily B. with this song. It's not yet been recorded or released, but you get to hear it right now. And this one is inspired by her great-grandma meeting her great-grandpa. It's called Forever With You. I in my heart Take me back to the start where it all began in our church you took my hand as we danced through the night deep into the morning light it was then I knew my forever was with you
That's Emily B. singing live forever with you, inspired by her red-headed great-grandma, Lila. Now, there are two people, I think, that gave you a start by something they said. Maybe I shouldn't say people, but w- the first one who tried to give you your message was your ACL, which while yes. you were playing soccer <laughs> kept telling you, don't do this. Yep. <laughs> yes. That How many times did you tear it? What did you say? You tore it twice? twice. before. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I tore it my freshman and sophomore year of high school, um, tore it in kind of like a pre-tryout thing with the soccer team. I was a soccer player, um, so that was pretty crappy. And so I sat out that year as just a team manager and uh-huh. um, got back to playing nine months later, and then I tore it two months later. Oh. Again, the same one, which is super weird. But, you know, that was just kind of a crappy moment, but just more of a realization, tender mercy and blessing that soccer is not what I was supposed to be doing that kind of led me to where I am today and to music. So. Well, I don't know what your soccer coach thought, but your vocal <laughs> a vocal coach heard you and said, I don't care how good you are at soccer. You you have a gift. You need yeah. to keep singing. Mm-hmm. So do you have would you do you have names or performers that you think they were kind of at the beginning, kind of an inspiration for you, like how to do it or what the sound should be? And who who yeah. are some of those people, those influences? Um, kind of when I started doing the whole performing singer-songwriter type thing. I loved Ingrid Michaelson. I still to this day really love her. I think Mm. she has a fun, distinct voice, and her songwriting is really fun too. Um, I think more of when I started singing, though, I used to get a lot of Adele. I used to have more of a rich tone. I still do, and I I can choose to do it if I want to, but I've taken more of a different stylistic Mm -hmm. route but I think those were the main two I mean when I was eighth grade guitar singer songwriter Taylor Swift was my number one fan I aspired to be her and exactly like her Mm. um so I would say mostly Adele and And she's a real storyteller songwriter too she is yeah I like that okay so one of the fears of every singer is people think well they're a singer they can sing anything Mm -hmm. let's have them sing the national anthem, <laughs> for instance. My wife is a singer, and, uh-huh. and she was once asked right before a show, they said she was singing something else, and they uh-huh. said, our, our anthem person didn't come up. Will you sing the national anthem? And she thought, A, I'm Canadian. Do I know this? And <laughs> she thought that real quick and thought, I guess. So what did you think? Did you get some prep time or when you asked The first to do time this? I sang it? Uh-huh. Oh, I think I was singing for a real women's game. 
Um, I knew the person who asked me, so I, I mean, I don't like to turn down any opportunity, even mm-hmm. if it is a national anthem. My voice is not your typical national anthem style. So I think I was a little bit more nervous just because I think everyone, when you see someone standing there to sing it, they're this powerhouse voice. So um, I did have prep time, so I practiced good, it a good. little bit, but... You know, it's, it's still not my favorite thing, but I, I like to do it because it's Everybody different. I know who's sung the national anthem in public starts off by finding what's the lowest note. <laughs> oh, because, yeah. you know, how low can I go? Because right. that will prevent high. me from going too high Serious. at the end. It's scary, too, because when you get out there, you're just totally acapella and you're just praying that you remember the note. So have you done this more than once now? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do it frequently. Um, oh, you're an old hand. Yeah, I'm just an old one now. I, I've done it probably seven to ten times that's not a ton but i'd say that's quite a few for more than i thought but there was the last time i sang it i actually did start off a little bit higher than i'd usually <laughs> done in the past but i made it, it so it wasn't completely terrible good for you <laughs> well i think your ukulele over there is looking kind of lonely so we're going to hear a, a song this is from emily b's new album she's working on she recently released the song as a single though so you can find it online itunes amazon spotify Etc. Emily and her ukulele on Scorpio. And I is only setting in. Now watch the sky's colors fade, growing dim as we drive. Oh, chase the setting sun. It falls at night to kiss the light. And we travel down a lonely hill And had a river's capture photographs Now memories standing still And my heart's unsure of where to go Until the stars align A perfect Scorpio That guided the way Straight to your heart You're like gravity Pulling at me when I'm lost in the dark And all I know is I wanna be caught Don't be in the stars with you Oh, you're the constant constellation Guiding me When all the words I want to say and the feelings in my heart for you came my way and it took all took all that I had now to kiss you then and there I'll take my hand and guide the way straight to your heart you're like gravity pulling at me when I'm lost in the dark and all I know is I wanna be caught Don't be in the stars with you Oh, you're the constant constellation Guiding me
This is Highway 89, coming to you live from BYU Broadcasting Studios. Emily B. is our guest today, and she's played piano, she's played guitar, now she's played the ukulele, and I think we're just going on a rotation. We're going to hear a piece with guitar now. Talking about this next song, which is called Deja Vu, uh, Emily said, This one goes out to all the little players out there who think it's okay to mess with our hearts. There's a boy that came to me in the night saying the words of a fairy tale and the love of a first sight as he called my name. But you see, it all starts and ends just the same with the sweet talking lips and oh, oh that's who needs and that's when I wait. Cause I've been here, I've seen this before and I won't be fooled, oh no. Just deja vu, you're deja vu. You're deja vu. You got me once, now I twice. I caught you in time before you play more silly games on me. So take my advice, stop rolling the dice, cause you're not getting lucky. Anymore cause I've been here, I've seen this before and I won't be fooled, oh no, not anymore, anymore, cause you're just deja vu, you're deja vu, you're deja Kiss was nice, but now the facts are proving right that you have got no class. So go ahead and kiss my ask away. Oh, play your games, but I'm telling you right now, you won't get away without a fist to the face. Tell me how does it taste to be? Yo. Sure. 
Emily B. with Deja Vu, and if you think you've heard that before, you're wrong, because it's never been recorded or released. You got to hear it the first time. If it sounded familiar, who knows? Emily B., uh, one thing I, did, I wanted to ask about, we're going to squeeze in one more song okay. here, because uh, this is fun to have you in Thank to do this you. for us. We're just making you run around instrument to I instrument. I love it. Well, good, so good. Fun. <laughs> so you really like hymns. I do. And, and you have you've filmed some or recorded some. You've you've posted them different places. Mm-hmm. And one time you got to write. I wouldn't call it a hymn, but uh, in the LDS Church, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, there's mm-hmm. something called a fireside. Usually, there is no actual fire involved. It's sort of like an <laughs> evening meeting. But sometimes yes. at a camp, it's true. There's a fire, that and is you're a sitting statement. by its side. And you were mm-hmm. asked to write a special song for a camp. Tell me about this. So I was approached a couple months ago by a stake. Um, that asked me to write their girls camp theme song theme song and originally they just asked me to do a fireside and then they knew that I was a singer songwriter and so they're like well hey you should try and write our theme song and so I was all about that and they told me what their theme was and this year it was joy in the journey and I remember at the time that uh, they told me that theme again crying I just melted um, because I think that was something at that time in my life that I was really struggling with finding I think no matter you know what phase you're at in life sometimes it's hard to find joy in your journey and so um it took me a minute to write this song, and I think Heavenly Father ultimately wanted me By to minute, find you joy. Mean a while, not not yeah. ten minutes. No, not ten minutes. <laughs> this took. I even like skipped a night shift, like at the hospital I was working at, just so I could finish working the song. And um, you know, it was a struggle, but I did find joy in it, and it's been a really big blessing to write this song. So. so you had a whole bunch of girls from several congregations all making up this uh-huh. choir. But yeah. you mentioned, I thought this was pretty cool, girls from seven congregations, they all had learned and memorized all the words and music. And did they sing with you or mm-hmm. sing it back to you? So at that day, they sang it for me because it was uh-huh. their opening song kind of a thing. Wow. And it was really cool. And then when I was performing it at my little fireside, um, I asked them to kind of sing along with me and so I let them kind of take a little part too and it was really it's one thing really to sing your experience. own songs but when other people sing yeah. them does that make them feel like real music somehow like... yeah I definitely was just balling so <laughs> it was fine <laughs> have you invested in like a special mascara that you can wear to events I have eyelash extensions so there you go they just they just blink, stay on there or they just fall off. right off you know? okay well I hadn't really thought of that as a hazard of the profession <laughs> yes. but you know for those who cry a lot get lash extensions <laughs> well you can't go without singing this song so we're going to hear Emily B with the song she wrote to sing around the fireside with a whole lot of teenage gals singing with her it's called joy in my journey Where 
I felt so alone. I've been searching for something, for anything that brings me to you. Back to your arms to feel your embrace. Back to my knees, I fall into your grace. When you find me caught in the rain, when fear and doubt try to change my way. When you find these tears in my eyes When I'm blinded by all the world's lies Oh, you show me what I struggle to see The joy in my journey In times when I stumble, in times when I'm broken and bruised, oh, your love heals, it lifts me and reminds me the path to choose back to
Joy in My Journey, performed live just now in studio on Highway 89 by Salt Lake City singer-songwriter Emily B. More information about her upcoming concerts and albums online at emilyb.com. That's B-E-A for B. Emily, thank you for singing thank today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you're listening at home or you just caught part of the show, you want to hear the first part or share it, Easy to do. All of our shows are archived online for free on-demand listening at byuradio.org slash highway89. Also follow us on Twitter at BYUH89 for live show updates and special behind-the-scenes photos and video clips. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. Our recording engineer is Mark Waite. Our film assistant is Abby Horlocker. And the show's producer is Jackie Tataishi. I'm Stephen Cap Perry. Thanks for listening.